someone claimed to be ill or pregnant to get off the ship faster. <laughs> Handling these people was an art form that had to be learned. Um, 
crowd control type security thing as part of an entertainment role. So it was a bit of a a shock to me. And it wasn't my favourite thing to do. But um, I certainly would have gotten a lot out of it in terms of, uh, as you say, mothering, but uh, Mm. but learning how to, you know, communicating with uh, managing difficult people and handling conflict and, you know, smoothing out uh, ruffled feathers. And was there any surprises... um, to meet people who were not those crazy guests 
the ones who were a little bit more quiet, the ones who were off reading their book in the corner, the ones who were interested in having a relaxing and nurturing holiday rather than a crazy drinking holiday. Yeah. So that's where um, the, the turnabout happened for me, where I started to begin to mother and take care of myself as well as um, meeting people who were way more on my wavelength and it just changed my whole experience of working on board a ship. I love it. And, you know, let me just... Uh, I, I really like this little bit here too because you've got experts in their field. Mm. Uh, you know, I really did meet some pretty cool people over the six years on board. One gorgeous old lady sent me a very sweet letter after she cruised. It included a beautiful Christmas card with an angel on the front and some new ideas for games. And, the, and her, her beautiful card said, Love getting to know and converse with you during our time on board the ship. If you stay at, if you stay at the same address for a while, I hope to find more games to add to your collection. Enjoy the karaoke so much and wish I was blessed with the talent to sing or even to play music. But it seems the Lord gave me the talent to play in the dirt as I love to garden with vegetables and flowers but I can admire and enjoy those who are blessed with those talents. Plus those who are able to organise all that you do, that takes talent and hard work. I hope this is your first Christmas card this year. We had a great time on board. I believe this was our ninth cruise. May God continue to bless you and may you be a blessing to others. Love, A and C. Aww. He was so gorgeous. That lady, I remember her vividly because she came to every... Thing that I did. As soon as we met, we just really resonated with each other. She was a sweet lady. She'd cruised many times before, and so she knew how to do all of the activities. And she was really pleased that there was other things to do, that there were things that you could do that weren't just your ordinary, normal, you bingo. know, bingo. Bingo. <laughs> I was about to say. Ten times bingo, ten times a day, uh, ten times a week, I should say. It felt like ten times a day that we did we did bingo, and she was just delightful. And she she would come and to every activity, and uh, yeah, and those we for a period of time when we're based on a ship, you usually got a six month contract approximately, and you would be based at a particular port, and so you would have an address where people could send things from home and. She um, wanted to send me. She wanted to send me a Christmas card, and she sent me some ideas for some games. And she was just very sweet. And it's funny how you remember some people vivid, vividly. Remember some people who gave you a much. Like she actually was very sweet to me. And that when you're in a space like that, where you're far away from home, you appreciate when somebody is lovely towards you in that way because you're missing your mum or your um, yeah. family yeah. and so it's really it's really sweet when you but I remember when I found that comment card when I was writing the book I found all my old comment cards oh. that people had written and <laughs> she had I remember that lady that is so lovely and then as you say you know it's such a it's such a an evolving journey where you are mothering and then as you just mentioned there it was nice for you to uh, be taken under the wing of some older ladies that came on board because then uh, that was a little bit of mothering a little bit of a yeah. surrogate uh, kind of mothering for you that's right oh. and there was another there was another lovely um, lady who was 
she was actually the mum of, actually it was the mum and the dad of one of my fellow crew members who came to cruise. And they actually introduced me to The Secret, the the movie The Secret. And they, because they came to some of my classes and my meditations and they said, you would love The Secret. Because I was obviously talking about the law of attraction and I was talking about how to manifest things and I was talking about spiritual concepts and they said do you want to watch the movie with us and so they um, set up we set up a conference room and they they uh, introduced me to the secret and it was so amazing to have this information given to me in such a clear way and I realized that I had been living that that law of attraction process, you know, putting it out there, your intention of what it is that you want, and then, and then following your guidance, you know, trusting your gut, you, and making the steps, you know, following the breadcrumbs. And I'd been doing that all my life. I just didn't realise it had a name, that yeah. it was a process. So that was amazing to to do that. And they were so lovely as well. They. To, again, took me under their wing and said, you know, we're looking after our daughter, but we're also going to look after you. Oh, I love it. And how, and how um, wonderful that, uh, you know, what you need next, who you need next, how they find you in the darndest ways. And the, the fact is that I actually met more people like that when I started to be more kind. You know, the more that I was being more honest and truthful about what I was like and putting myself out there in that more authentic way by teaching the classes and, and offering those activities, the more of those people that I attracted. Um, that is a boom. That is a boom, boom. Statement there. Um, mm. So we're going to take a, a take a, another message from our sponsors and come back and talk more about that because that is absolutely that's gold. Yep, that's yeah. really gold. You know, um, in terms of law of attraction. So we'll be right back. Listening to the city of Casey, ninety-seven point seven FM, Casey Radio. Uh, Casey, you're listening to Casey Radio, ninety-seven point seven FM. This is Wellness Conversations, and uh, each and every week. Uh, we love to share wellness stories, tools and therapies that uh, can really make, uh, honestly, all the difference uh, all the difference in your life. And certainly if you're going through uh, difficult and hard times, then, uh, you know, tune into the show and um, tune into the show because we always have lots and lots of uh, pearls of wisdom. We're talking to Pip Coleman and Pip is the author of Finding My Soul at Sea, also an intuitive coach. And Pip, just before we went to break, uh, you were talking about the secret and talking about how when you first got on board the ship, you know, it was all about, uh, you know, fun and frivolity. And then at some point, uh, you know, you just wanted more, it wasn't enough. And you started to started to change from the inside out. And how when you started doing that, you actually started attracting a different, a different class of people or different people with different, uh, different interests. Tell us mm. more, tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, the main thing that happened was that I got permission from the management to actually run these meditation classes and some 
destiny drawing, which is uh, like an intuitive kind of drawing class with crayons, wow. and um, it's quite fun. And I didn't I, know you drew. Oh, well, I, I'm not a good drawer. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a stick figure kind of a drawer. I'm like, this is me and this is my dog. And uh, yeah, I'm not a drawer at all. But I love the whole, I love art and I love theatre and I love all of that symbolism and symbology that comes up when somebody does a piece of artwork. And I once had somebody show me how to do this, what I call destiny drawing, where you you get a big piece of butcher's paper and um, some crayons and then you ask the question, what is my destiny? And you just pick up the first colour that attracts your attention and you start to draw without thinking about it. So it's about just picking the colours and drawing symbols and and keep on asking yourself in your mind, what is my destiny? What is my destiny? What is my destiny? And wow. the, idea, the idea is to just let it flow. So even if it is stick figures all over the place and it's not, um, you know, a masterpiece, the idea is to let it all out on the paper. And then at the end of the 40 minutes or whatever we would draw, um, I would then say to people, okay, let's talk about what you've drawn on your piece of paper. And I would have my various dream books and um, oh, colour books lovely. and things like that and we talk about what each of the colours means and what each of the symbols means and people would say, I've got three birds, what does that mean? And, you know, someone else would say, oh, I've drawn a, you know, a river that has a, a, a bridge over it, what does that mean? And so we would um, talk about all of the symbols and if, then people would give their own you know, they give their own interpretation of like, oh, I drew a mountain and I think that's because I want to, you know, achieve this goal and, um, you know, they would start to interpret their own their own intuitive drawing. It was really quite fascinating oh, and there were some, some super cool people who came to that class wow. that was amazing, you know, some incredible artists that came and just drew magnificent, <laughs> magnificent things. That, um, yeah, there was one man who, there's a story in the book about this man who drew a phoenix. And he was, he was such an amazing, he was one of those artists that does, it's called magical realism, where they can actually make something look four-dimensional when they draw it. And such an incredible artist. And he said to me at the end of it, he drew this amazing bird and filled up his whole page with this, this incredible bird. And I said, that was amazing and he said you know what I never draw for myself anymore I always draw commissioned pieces or things for you know um, oh. for money for my for my business but I don't draw for myself anymore and he said that was the most liberating thing that I've done just to sit down and draw for me and I was like how amazing is that you know I wish I'd taken a photograph of his his, his drawing it was incredible but how yeah. also how lovely how lovely for you to know that you created a space mm. where somebody else got to be mothered, got yeah. to be uh, got to tap into their own flow and, and yeah. you, you painted for him in that mm. moment. I mean that is really very cool. Mm. Isn't it? it it was a really cool moment. That I had so many cool moments where people would say, you know, this really affected my life, not just my cruise. You know, I, I have a, a little bit there where people have written, 
some of their comment cards about, you know, one lady said that she had been depressed for years and came on the cruise, wasn't thinking that she would, you know, have much fun. And she said that the meditation classes have changed her life. She's going to go and do meditation now and she didn't feel as low as she'd been feeling. And I just thought, if I can affect people in this way, in like three meditation classes, how amazing would it be to do this as a job for my work, like in the world? So that's what inspired me. And to that's how, exactly, that's how do what I grew do. Into, uh, into what you, uh, into you putting uh, a business around, first with the meditation, but then you kept learning. Mm. Mm. Yes, I kept learning, did my Reiki training all the way through to Reiki Master, and then I trained uh, to be an angel intuitive with um, an advanced angel intuitive. Actually, I did both courses with Doreen Virtue when she was doing that way back when and and yeah and just evolved from there you know um more and more people have come to me who've said this is something that I'm really interested in can you teach me more and it's amazing when that happens when you start to have people say what else can you teach me it's like wow that's incredible (laughs) it is and it just fills you up you know you feel so um uh, it's, it's so satisfying, it's so invigorating just to be doing something um, purposeful, you know. Yes. And as you say, you, you wanted to do something that uh, was a bit more deep and meaningful and, uh, you know, here you are. Yes. And so, and so Pip, then let's take that uh, then out of the book in terms of mothering. And uh, mm. so, you know, you get, uh, you get off the cruise ship and... Uh, you did have to, and then when you decided to write the book, we'll talk a little bit about how you really had to write, because that's a big project. Writing uh, a book is a big project. Huge. It's huge. I wasn't sure about when I was, I figured I would write a book eventually about my time on board, but I didn't know how it was going to come about. And I just started to, in 2018, I just started to wake up every morning I started to wake up and I got this thought you need to write the book now and I it was just kept coming to me every morning and I was like well I don't I don't know how I need someone to help me with that (laughs) and because I'd never written a book before I'd written blogs and and I articles and things but I'd never put a book together so a friend of mine recommended her publisher who is uh coincidentally or not that I believe in coincidences but his name is Ocean and I'm writing a book (laughs) I'm writing a book about working on a ship I thought that was uh that was very serendipitous and so he loved the idea of the spiritual journey in the non-spiritual place and so he helped me to put the book together uh which took about nine or ten months and just writing a chapter at a time and you know just doing a little bit each night and you know when you write um put together you you know you've written parts of books um how mm. you, kind of, you just have to do a little bit at a time and exactly. baby, baby steps and then yeah. but the bit that was probably the most challenging that i needed to mother the writing bit was easy we might uh, actually people take on this another uh, message from our sponsors and uh and come back and talk a little bit more about mothering yourself through the journey of writing, finding my soul at sea. She's on Casey Radio, 97.7 FM. Now, Pip Coleman, author of Finding My Soul at Sea, also intuitive coach, and we had just started talking about uh, the 
know, when you take on that big project of, uh, of writing a book, you've really got to take it one step at a time and, you know, you really have to uh, mother yourself and take care of yourself and, uh, um, you know, you really have to manage yourself very, how do you say, efficiently, effectively, happily, joyfully. <laughs> very compassionately, I would oh, say. Oh, nice. Yeah, I... I remember that the writing part was easy for me and that once it actually kind of had, I had a manuscript and we went through the editing process, which was a little bit challenging when people are saying, oh, I don't like the way you said this or I don't like the way you said that. And they, you know, they didn't tell you to change it, but they did say, I would recommend that. And so you, you know, your our little, our precious ego would get a bit bruised. My, but um, the bit that was probably the most challenging was the actual marketing, like putting that book out into the world and having people read it. People who didn't know my story of working on ships, people who only knew me when I was at high school, or people who family members who didn't know the stories of me working on board and people who you know were in my life now yeah. who, who had no idea that I was a social host and traveled around the world for 10 you know for 10 years so there was a lot of questioning of myself of whether or not you know this was the right thing to do <laughs> and everybody seeing the bare the bare bones of the truth was quite intense and I had to do lots of self-care, lots of mothering, lots of nurturing and um, working on my mind, my thoughts, my mindset. It was, uh, yeah, it was quite quite an intense time. Yeah. And so, Pip, um, I know that, uh, well, actually I just noticed uh, the other day on Facey that uh, you posted about the book being available uh, at a library. Yes, in Victoria, and and I think around Australia, actually, my um, publisher, Ocean Reeves, told us the other day that you can get the book in libraries. You just have to order, go in and, and ask for it, finding my solitary, and the author apparently gets paid every time. It's only a little tiny bit. Yeah. But apparently every time somebody takes your book out of the library, you get a little royalty. care of yourself as much as you take care of other people 
is something that I teach my clients, my students, you know, it's so important to bring that balance back into your life and not be feeling so resentful and angry and pissed off, (laughs) Um, you know, about everything because we don't even realise sometimes when we're overgiving, you know, it's just our nature to do that. We've kind of been told to do that as our culture kind of says that women you know, take care of other people, and so you just do it. Exactly. But, you know, and it doesn't even, we didn't grow up in the generation where that was applicable. I think it's actually just, uh, my son has sort of made that observation, you know, that, um, you know, and this is just a bit generalising, but on just uh, generally, men don't have that, um, you know, biologically, it's it's all about survival, and I guess, you know, way back when, men didn't have that um, that attachment because they needed to go out and hunt. You know, it's yeah. kind of in women. I didn't grow up in that generation of, uh, of having to care for others. At the same mm. time, we all grow into it when we become mums and, uh, uh, you know, siblings, or if you're the eldest child or you're the child in the family that did, uh, was the one that took care of everybody. It's something that just kind of comes out in you, isn't it? And generally, mm. um, most women seem to have, seem to have that um, seem to have that gene, don't we? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they do. And that's I think the important thing to recognise is that sometimes we're doing it unconsciously mm-hmm. and we don't even realise that we're we're overgiving. You know, we're the I say to my clients that they they're recovering people pleasers. Yes, exactly. Um, I love that. So we have to wind it up, Chris. Thank you for uh, uh, coming on the show today. Chris Coleman, Finding My Soul at Sea. So, Pip, where can we, uh, the website that uh, our, our audience can connect with you is? Is pipcoleman.com. And the book is in the store section. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Pipcoleman.com. And you can find Pip uh, online uh, just under Pip Coleman. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you for joining us. And uh, KC Radio, uh, thank you for joining us again every Tuesday, 3 to 4 p.m., Wellness Conversations. And uh, we'd love you to tune in. And if you know uh, any family uh, members or friends who, uh, you know, would get a lot out of uh, our Wellness Conversations, uh, you know, um, tell them all about it and get them to tune in. We'll see you next Tuesday. Same bat time, same bat channel. Bye. Bye.